of my podcast. Today, my guest is Anushka Shah, who is a final year law student in Mumbai. She is also a professional Mohini Atam dancer, the community service director of Rotaract Club of Bombay Bayview, an active volunteer at PETA India, and has co-founded Project Law to spread awareness on animal welfare. She is also a volunteer at St. Jude's India Child Care Centre. Hi, Anushka. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vedan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. So, Anushka, I'm curious to know, how do you find time to do so many things outside of college? Okay, that's interesting. So, uh, honestly, if I had to say, I don't think it's about... Finding time, I think it's about making the time. So, for example, if you have X, Y, Z that you want to do on a particular day, it's about, you know, just allotting time frames to those activities and making sure that you execute them, you know, eventually. So, it's just about if you have that passion, if you have that drive and you're able to plan, I think you can do as many activities as you want in a day, irrespective. So if we leave, you know, uh, those activities to, for example, when we find time, okay, when I'm free, I'll do it. I think um, more more of the times, more often than not, that doesn't happen because, you know, with our careers and with our busy schedules, that free time just we can't fit in. So it's more about making the time and it just boils down to, you know, planning and time management. So if you haven't done something in a long time, and mm-hmm. you have a busy day, do you just yeah. cancel the the busy some of the busy stuff and make time to do other stuff? Of course, yeah. If that busy stuff is something that can be postponed to another time and um, you know, I need that breather or that stress buster, yeah, definitely make time for it for sure. Nice. Okay. What, what do you do when you volunteer at St. Jude's? Child Care Centre. Okay, so St. Jude's, I'll just give you a brief background. Uh, St. Jude's India Child Care Centre is, um, it's an organisation, an NGO that houses children that suffer from cancer. From all across India, they come with their parents and they stay here in cities while they undergo treatment for cancer. So what we do at the Rotra Club of Bombay Bayview to help St. Jude's is uh, we organise recreational sessions like online right now, of course, um, for these little children. I think they're around 5 to 11 years. Um, and like, for example, we hold activities like, you know, yoga or like drawing or storytelling or even like GK quizzes, just sort of interactive sessions to keep them occupied, to keep them busy and also something that's educative for them. So we try and do this at least like every weekend in a month. So we have different volunteers coming in from our club and uh, volunteering to conduct these sessions there. Mm -hmm. My grandparents are members of the Rotary Club of Cantonment Sikhindrabad in Hyderabad. I have seen them help schools and have gone with them for some events. What do you do in the Rotary Club? 
Okay. So, uh, like you said, your grandparents are part of the Rotary. Similarly, Rotary is a parent club and Rotrack, the club that I'm part of, is the child club of the Rotary. So, our age group uh, of our members is between, say, 18 to 25 years of age. And what we do, uh, so this club is mainly um, contributed towards social service, but we also try and have a little fun and entertain ourselves by, you know, having fellowships and firesides and different meetings. And since community service is our main goal, uh, we try to fit in different projects in the year. I'll give you a few examples. Like uh, we have visits to old age homes uh, to hold interactive sessions with, you know, old people who are abandoned or just have joined old age homes. We have uh, blood donation drives. We have uh, drives where we collect old clothes and donate it to, you know, people who actually need it. Then, of course, this year we have our St. Jude's um, recreational sessions like I said and uh, we also try and celebrate different festivals with different NGOs or children so you know just to bring a little happiness into their lives uh, and since we're a child club we use more of manpower than uh, actual funds donations so I think that's what we stand for. Christmas is coming up do you mm-hmm. give presents to the children at St. Jude's? Uh, we will in fact that's a great idea so um yeah, no, for sure. So we do celebrate different festivals, like I said, and Christmas is one of them. So, of course, we would love to go to St. Jude's and, you know, distribute gifts. That would be great. Like maybe dress up as Santa and go. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about Project Law? Sure. So Project Claw is actually a project that I thought of in this lockdown. Uh, It's not yet started, but we plan to kick off around this month sometime. Um, So what I did was I was volunteering with PETA, which is People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. And um, that's when I was helping them out with this workshop called the Compassionate Citizen Workshop. And what that workshop does is it basically sensitizes children from 8 to 12 years of age, like you, children like you, um, on animal welfare and how to take care of animals, not to mistreat them. So it's a little curated workshop by PETA, which I was conducting through the lockdown. And I thought it was very, very interesting and it was very well curated. And I thought, you know, it should be Uh, conducted in more schools and more NGOs just to increase the impact. So that's when I started a thought of project CLAW. CLAW stands for uh, Compassion Links All Worlds. And um, what I basically am planning to do is get more volunteers like me through like contacts of friends and family and uh, train them through PETA to conduct this workshop. And then they conduct it to different uh, NGOs and schools, you know, with underprivileged children who don't have the privilege um, to get this knowledge otherwise through, you know, public schools or government schools. So they really need this knowledge. So I plan on uh, conducting these workshops at these different NGOs and uh, schools. So I'm just helping out, you know, to increase the impact and make a difference, hopefully. My dad was also part of PETA India. Oh, that's cool. Did he like it? Yeah, he was was there when he was training for, I think, law school, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, that's cool. I did not know about Mohini Atam dancing until I was researching about you. Can you tell me more about this dance form and how you got interested in it? Sure. So that's a question I get asked very often because Moniatam is not very heard of. 
uh, dance form, though it is one of the classical dance forms of India, but it's just less heard of. But nonetheless, it's equally gracious and, you know, uh, and captivating. So I'll tell you, Mohini Attam, if I break it down for you, uh, Mohini means a beautiful girl and Attam means dance. So together, it means the dance by a beautiful girl or the dance by an enchantress. So this dance form originated in the state of Kerala in India. It's actually a sort of mixture of uh, Kathakali and Bharatanatyam. So uh, it's a softer version of the dance form. And uh, it has very like palm-like motion and swift moves. And, you know, it's very soft, but very, very graceful at the same time. So how I got interested is actually um, I did try out Bharatanatyam and I did try out Odissi, uh, the conventional forms. But and then I try out Mohiniyatam. So comparatively, I really enjoyed Mohiniyatam. Uh, and it's also um, not very heard of and it wasn't very common then. So I thought of doing something different. And uh, of course, it has its roots in, you know, classical dance. So that ticked that box too. So that's how I decided, yeah, the Rumoini Atam. And it's been around, I think, 15 years now since I've been training. And I've also done my Arangetram, which is uh, a sort of graduation, like how you, when you graduate from school, you have a graduation ceremony. So we have a little performance that we do uh, when we finish our sort of, you know, period of training. And, and that's called the Arangetram. So that's what I also did. Is it very hard to learn Mohaniyatam? <laughs> Not at all. I think if you have, uh, if you have the right training and if you have the right passion, it's not nothing is hard. Okay, I understand now. Mm-hmm. Of all the social causes that you work for, which is your favorite? Oh, which is my favorite? That's actually an interesting question. Um, I don't think I could pick one course that's very broad since all the courses are very very close to my heart but of course if I had to pick one social service event like a particular event that I attended or a social charity service that I did would be when I taught um, the children of Kolaba Municipal School here in Mumbai I taught them semi-classical dance for about um, six months from 2019 to 20 and that was in fact very interesting for me and them as well because uh, them being a government municipal school they don't have the facility you know to uh, have these dance classes and these extracurricular activities and you won't believe it some of the girls more almost around your age they love it they were so happy you know dancing or being taught these extracurricular activities and uh, it gave me so much joy to actually teach them because it was like a combination of both my passions right I was dancing as well as I was doing social service so I think that was one activity that was very, very satisfying. And if I had to choose one of my favorites, it would definitely be one of them. I also want to learn classical dances. You should, you should, for sure. (laughs) You are studying law. What made you choose to be a lawyer? And what type of lawyer do you want to be? Mm, What made me choose to be a lawyer? Okay, so uh, this is actually an interesting one because I didn't... Always want to do law, but uh, always growing up as a child, I've seen my parents and my dad mostly deal with um, property lawyers, uh, lawyers related to real estate cases, because we had a few of them. So I was always intrigued by lawyers, but it wasn't enough to make, you know, take, make me take up law as a career then. 
But uh, then as I grew up, I took finance as my graduation. And interestingly, I had a few law subjects in my finance degree. For example, I did uh, company law. I studied a little bit of contract law. And that's when I realized that, okay, I mean, I like studying it. I wouldn't mind wanting to take it up, you know, in future. So that's when I decided that I post-graduation, I wanted to take up three-year law. And yeah, and I went for it and I'm studying law. And what type of lawyer do you want to be? What type of lawyer? Okay, so um, I did intern at a few firms, different firms, because I think it's very important to try out, you know, different things before you rule them out. So um, I interned at a litigation firm, which is what actual lawyers do when you see them, you know, in the black and white court and in court. So I tried out that type of law. Then I tried out real estate law and I tried out taxation law. Then finally, I tried out company law which deals with corporations and companies. And that's what I found most interesting. So, yep, I'm hoping to be a corporate lawyer someday. (laughs) I'm also thinking of becoming a lawyer, but I'm not yet sure. That's great. No, you should keep your options open. Try out everything. I will. Uh What tips do you have for me and my listeners on time management? Time management. So, to be very honest, it's not as complicated and as tough as people, you know, uh, make it to be. Um, I think if you do the simple things, for example, just, you know, plan your days ahead, plan your weeks ahead, sometimes even months. Of course, it's uh, easier said than done. But um, I think it's not impossible. You can have a rough estimate. And of course, when you get closer to the date, you get a better idea. But it's very important to stick uh, to your schedule and to actually execute it and not just, you know, procrastinate, as we all say. I think inculcate that little amount of discipline in your life. Just uh, keep a sleep schedule is very important. It's important to get those hours of sleep, but also at the right time. Um, Of course, a little deviation here and there is always allowed. You absolutely must have that fun in your life. Uh, So a little deviation here and there is absolutely fine. But more or less, I think a planned schedule and um, just uh, time management, the little steps, Simple things, baby steps, and yeah, you're good to go. Those are really good tips. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you. Try to follow them. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thanks, Vedant. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone, and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedan wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan, and don't forget to rate and leave comments.